Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Way Up North podcast. My name is Erin Bishop. I am the event planner for Way Up North and also the host for this season's podcast series. Today we're going to be chatting with Sarah and Hugh Forte and talking a bit about life with kids, life working with the person that you love and live with, uh, and amongst other things. So let's just jump right in and I'll say welcome to Hugh and Sarah. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, tell us a little bit about you two, like what you do. I only know a little bit, like Sarah shoots food or makes food or is into food. Hugh <laughs> shoots all kinds of things. So tell us for, for those who aren't familiar with you, kind of what you guys do and what you're all about. You want to start? Go for it. Okay. Oh yeah, we were just talking about this this morning. It's a little bit hard to describe what our work is at this point. Um, We started a food blog like eight years ago. Hugh had a wedding photography business going at that time. I was working a normal job, whatever that means. Um, (laughs) Normal job. (laughs) And yeah, yeah. And um, we ended up just starting Sprouted Kitchen, which is a food blog sort of healthy-ish focused um, at that time. And Hugh was taking the pictures and I like to write and I like to cook. And so I just figured that that was a good place as like a creative outlet and to get some community going over what my hobby was. So we just started that kind of for fun. And I think it was just the right place at the right time. And it um, was sort of the beginning or the right time for the food blog boom. So we have is this too long of a story? No, no, not at all. (laughs) We um, sprouted kitchen kind of, it was just like Social media stuff had kind of began at that time too. So we just got a number of opportunities just for both the sponsored content there and then ended up getting a book deal a few years, a few years into the process um, just with 10 Speed Press, who's under Crown Publishing and Random House. So we started writing a cookbook. Um, at that time, he was still doing weddings. I was working at a restaurant Um and then we just do like a lot of random stuff then has kind of spun from Sprouted Kitchen. I, I do a lot of recipe de- development. We do product shoots for food companies. We are now working on a third cookbook. You still shoots weddings. Still <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot. It's a big mush pot of jobs. You guys put, popped out a couple kids in there somewhere along yeah. the way. Yeah, exactly. Her parents. Yeah. I don't know if that yeah, sums yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. So do you two work together mostly like in, in your average everyday life or are, is, is he off over here and Sarah's off over here? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, yeah. On a majority of the days are probably spent us like trying to wrangle our own tasks and meeting in the middle somewhere with trying to wrangle two children. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then once or twice a week, kind of depending on what we have scheduled for that week on the more collaborative side of things, whether it's Sprouted Kitchen or an Instagram like affiliated campaign of weird social content, us trying to come up with something for somebody kind of thing. Don't call it weird. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we're maybe downplaying that a little bit, but there's, I feel like the the collaborative efforts are a little bit more targeted throughout the week. We'll have one or two of those. Um, But yeah, just like kind of the the state of life is all over the place for a lot of people our age, what it seems, and even more so for, um, for folks more in our circumstances where you're kind of juggling a number of different things. So, um, yeah. So Hugh, you are still, you still shooting weddings now or is that sort of fallen away? Yeah, I'm, uh, I am definitely still shooting weddings despite what my Instagram and blog, um, neglect seem to communicate. Um, yeah, that's still pretty much my primary focus. Um, so it's been, I guess, nine years now of that. And yeah, it's, I, I finally, feel comfortable shooting weddings after um years of stressing every night before you still stress every night before. still stress but not like I, I did for the first nine years <laughs> of this so um so yeah uh still shooting weddings and um yeah when i i didn't intend to become a wedding photographer when i became a wedding photographer it, i kind of fell into it um which is, seems to be a pretty common origin story for a lot of wedding photographers at least that i know um so yeah, in the in the early years, I thought, yeah, this this is great for right now, a year or two, or then it was, you know, another year or two or something like that. And then all of a sudden, I think it was around like year five or six, I was like, oh, it hasn't been like a year or two, it's been five or six years now. And I still feel like I'm kind of figuring things out. I'm still excited about it. And, and um, yeah, so at that time, I never would have thought that approaching 10 years of, of this um, I'd still be doing it. Um, but yeah, it's wild to look at it and be like, oh, I still feel like I've got another year or two in me. So, um, so yeah, still shooting weddings and, and amongst all the other things we've got going on. Nice. Nice. And so you, when you say you sort of fell into it, what were you doing before weddings? Um, I was living at the beach, um, <laughs> and getting to most of my college classes. So I started shooting weddings while I was still, um, in college just I had a, a, a friend of mine who was a couple years ahead who was a, a wedding photographer at that time. He kind of did the same thing, fell into it a couple years before I did. And I picked up a camera while abroad um, and just kind of took an interest in photography through sort of accidental circumstances. So I had a friend who was shooting weddings and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I can make I can make a hundred dollars second shooting. Um, and yeah, so I would I would shoot with him. I shot with a couple of people. Kind of got um, I got a little bit of experience that way. And again, as a college student, I booked yeah I booked my first wedding while I was still in college. And it, all of a sudden, it was like, whoa, somebody's going to pay me to take pictures. This is great. So that was kind of my really romantic origin story with that. And um, yeah, so then when I graduated from college, I didn't get the internship downtown like uh, everybody else in my graduating class did. I <laughs> kind of had a camera and had a tiny little bit of a client basis going and had the freedom to give it a shot. So I did that and yeah, I haven't really looked back. What were you taking in college at the time? Um, I studied advertising and got a minor in psychology. So um, it, people scoff at that, like that's an interesting combination, which 
I've justified that it totally makes sense, but it totally mostly made sense. sense. <laughs> it mostly made sense at that point because it was the path of least resistance. Like that's where most of my credits were like, I don't have to take any math classes. I've already got some of these prerequisites done. Like, let's go with this. So yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. And so Sarah sort of um, said that you still get stressed on the night before a wedding. Um, what, what do you find stressful about it still after all this time? I think that it is sort of the unrealistic expectation that whether it's knowingly or not, I put on myself to like for this wedding that I'm going to shoot tomorrow at whatever the event location is like, this is going to be my best wedding ever. Like I have to do, I have to make new images. I have to make something I haven't done before. It has to be like as good, if not better than what I've done before. So it's easy to kind of, I don't know, it's easy to say that in like retrospect right now, looking back at my last wedding, like it didn't really have to feel like that, but there's something about going into it where there's just part of my psyche that like won't let me let that go. So I think it's like a, yeah, it's, it's an expectation I have for myself. And I assume my clients have for me as well that I just want to do, I want to do the best job I can. And with the way weddings are, how dynamic and how many people, um, are involved in it and how many people are not going to pay attention to the timeline I'm paying attention to and that sort of thing. Um, there's just, there's so much you can't control that to have an expectation that this is going to be the best I've ever done. Um, there's a, there's a severe dissonance there, which I think is where the, the stress comes from, but I do know how to manage it better than I did in the early years. All that to say. Yeah. The experience helps definitely when you start to bit. know what's going to happen, what always happens. Um, okay. Who would you say between the two of you is busier? Sarah. It's like the shoe game at a wedding we're at. Yeah, it. totally. <laughs> busier work-wise or just like in our life? Just in general. And is that because you're, you're having to have the kids when he's off shooting a wedding for like 12 hours as well as doing your job? Or what, what makes you the most busy? Um, I think it's a number of things. Primarily, I think it's our personality types. I like having things to do all the time where Hugh is generally a lot more cruisy. Like he does n isn't really like, I don't know, he doesn't like pursue like things to keep him busy. Not in a bad way. This isn't coming out right. <laughs> Let's call you lazy. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, I think as a female, we generally like have more social things of seeing girlfriends, especially as a mom. I have mom friends who are doing mommy things in the day. So I want to see them. I also, um, part of my resume would also, I've been told by this advertising company that I'm working with that I need to just resign to calling myself an influencer, that we have a pretty decent Instagram following and that I do in my mind think about like needing to get content up in there. So I'm thinking about like, okay, what can I make or what can be meaningful in a story or something like that. Like that's on my mind. What am I doing? That's a blog post. I get a lot of emails that are Sparta kitchen related to sift through. I'm just like listing you <laughs> the things I want to do in the day. Like I want to exercise. I need to grocery shop. What are we doing to the house? Like that's just, my mind is constantly like a hamster wheel. So it's natural and it's self-inflicted. Do you guys find that you're able to um, put work aside and just have like love and family time or is it always work talk around the house? 
I think it's both, but it's hard that it, like the fact that we do everything in one space, um, we're at a kind of a funny place because our kids are one and a half and three. Um, and everything happening in one space is tough it, because Hugh has a little office in the garage. I'm usually in the kitchen, whether it's cooking or I just leave my laptop on the kitchen table and that's where I sit. Um, we have a little bit of help with the kids, but not as much as we need. And everything happening in one space is just a bit blurry. Yeah, it's blurry. So I think there's definitely family and fun time, but it is the lines are not hard and clear. So I know that exists and Hugh and I will like make eye contact or he'll be like, I love our life. Or the fact that like we can be like, hey, it's, a, it's three o'clock and it's super sunny. Like, let's go to the beach. And the fact that like on occasion we can do that, like we don't take that for granted that that is our life. Um, but there are also days when we are like, I hate this. How do we get the children out of here? And like, oh my gosh, are we making money next month? Like there's stress to our life, but there are some really good parts to it too. Of course, yeah. How do you feel like, and either of you can answer this or both of you, um, your work life has changed since having kids? Oh, man. <laughs> Everything has changed since those guys came along. Um, yeah, I think that, I was talking to a buddy last night. This may be tangential, but I'm just going to go with it. I was talking to a buddy last night. Um, uh, we, a couple buddies met up for drinks. And he walked in, and you could just tell he was, like, just frazzled. And they don't have kids yet. Uh, but he just had has been really busy with work. And he walked in, and he was just, like, kind of, you could see him, like, needing to decompress. And he's like, yeah, I just, like, we don't even have kids yet. Like, I can't imagine what it's like. And I kind of told him, like, it will like when you have kids, like your life will get crazier and things become harder and it's more stressful. And like, these are all just the bad things. Like, obviously there's like, it is far outweighed by all the good things, but I'm trying to like empathize with him last night. Like it will get crazier at that time, but that doesn't like mitigate the fact that right now without kids, like you're super busy and stressed out and like burnt out and that happens. So kids come along and it's just like the scale of life increases both like the good and the bad things get harder and things get better and more joyful so um as far as like how that pertains specifically to work um yeah it it's sort of an, has necessitated us to just try to work a little bit more efficiently um when we do when we do get that time to to kind of focus and and work on something we do it as yeah, as, as focused and as well as we can in that short amount of time. Cause we know we can't just like, Oh, we'll come back to this this afternoon. I don't feel inspired right now. Or I don't want to <laughs> shoot this right now or whatever it is. It's a matter of like, kind of do it right now. Cause like we can. So. And I think your own value, I don't know if you say value increases, but like, I feel like I started at a point of just saying yes to everything. Like, Oh, whatever. Like if it's a couple hundred dollars, it's better than nothing. But like now I'm like, no, my time is like worth X and like I've it's not gonna be like worth my time, then I won't do it. So I also feel like I've almost value my work more because I'm comparing it to like it's gonna take me away from like my kids and other like family responsibilities that I have that the work needs to be worth it instead of just like better than nothing. It needs to be valuable. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, there's more, there's more at stake. 
I'm being taken away from some another job that I have as far as like raising kids. So I think it's changed that and I'm pickier about what I'm doing now. Yeah, because everything has to stack up against what you'd probably rather be doing, which is hanging out with kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sound like the crappiest parents <laughs> no not at all i'm just asking about that because i know in our in in this sort of field a lot of people are in their 20s 30s early 40s and and i know a lot of my friends like a, a, as a wedding planner who are thinking about having kids and they're like i just don't even know what that's gonna mean and can i even do it but you made an interesting statement when you said it's just sort of like your world just sort of expands in both ways. Like you just fit more in and you have more joy and love, but you also have more stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It works out. Yeah. Just manage. Um, okay. So I'll stay on the kids thing just for a minute and, and ask you guys what, what has been a moment where you just have felt like you have no idea what the fuck you're doing as parents. <laughs> like, Every day? Yeah, how many times a day should we, <laughs> like, pinpoint this? Um, I feel like we could blame this on Corinne. <laughs> we have Karen's a son. Our, yeah. Corinne's our older. He's three, and Cleo is one and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Corinne is smart. Um, how else do you describe him? He's just, I don't want to say strange because that sounds bad, but he's, he's like. super weird, though. He's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. Like, he's super interesting. Like, I love talking to him because I love hearing like inside his mind. But with that, like smartness and strangeness comes like some behavioral challenges that we have with him where I think Hugh and I don't know how to like control him, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, do you want to take this away? I just feel like that, (laughs) that is where I feel at a loss is, I thought it would be like, oh, like don't hit or don't throw your food on the floor. Like I felt like being a parent would be like those kind of easy decisions is like, I'm teaching you right from wrong. Cause like, obviously you don't hit and obviously you like don't destroy things. <laughs> but like now I'm realizing as he's getting older, like it's just trickier. Like there's emotional and behavior stuff that I feel like it's not as easy. It's not as black and white. And now I feel like I don't know how to do that part. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a lot of friends who are parents and if it's any consolation, I feel like all of you parents feel like you have no idea what you're doing. So at the very least, you're not alone and you're probably doing fine. Okay. So there are those people in the world who, you know, wake up and like have coffee and breakfast and like kiss each other and like go off to their respective offices and then like come, come back and see each other at, you know, 530 and obviously you're not those people. Most of us listening to this are not those people. What is the best part of being able to share your job with the person that you love? Um, I think that the flip side of that coin that I was just speaking of is that like our understanding of each other is like hyper accelerated because hmm. we spend so much time together. That, like, I, I've told Sarah this before and she thinks like she even looks at me weird so I'm sure everybody's gonna like what is this guy talking about when they hear this but like sometimes I forget that we're not the same person <laughs> if that makes sense to anybody which like I know we're not the same person but like I oh, it sounds I, don't, like weird. I don't have this problem that sounds like weird <laughs> and codependent when I say that but I think that there's just like um, again because we spend so much time our understanding feels like 
very in tune and accelerated. And that doesn't mean like we're always doing things right and communicating with each other exactly the right way and that sort of thing. But I'm more aware of, I can be when I pay attention to it, so much more aware of Sarah and her thoughts and her reactions to me and, and what my, my role is just because we have, we've been married for almost seven years now, but compared to like you're saying, the person who's out of the house nine hours a day or something away from their spouse, we've got seven years of all those extra nine hour days of not all of them, you know what I mean? But for the, for the good and bad. Um, but the good is, yeah, it's, um, feels like it's, it's accelerated growth. I remember like getting together with, I'm have this group of girlfriends that all their husbands, uh, kind of were or slash are photographers, um, and talking, um, and them like recognizing, and it felt affirming to hear this, that like, there's probably like more fighting like between us, but there's also because we're together more, there's also like a closer communication because we have more practice with that. So we've like, we have to share work. So there's like always conflict in people's work. So there we, for we've had to learn how to problem solve together and therefore doing that in a work environment also overflows into our personal life sometimes so that like, I think we become better communicators because we're forced to like have to figure things out because like we only really have each other. So we need to find a way through. So that can be, I feel like we're straying so far from your question, but that has to happen in work. And like that also has to happen in our personal life. So I think there's these moments of growth that are happening more often because we're overlapping so much. So it's crappy because we fight a lot, but it's also people, friends of ours who do have like nine to fives or stay at home moms and they're apart from their spouse more watch us and they're like, you guys seem so like in sync. And I think sometimes that comes from we have to be in order to coexist in the same space all day. That makes, that makes perfect sense. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So in the, the young creatives of the world, um, just in parting, what, what wisdom would you offer? Um, you know, at Way Up North, we have photographers of all different types of experience who are mainly wedding photography related, but not in all cases. So do you have any parting wisdom for those people who are, you know, seeking inspiration or direction or just any sort of advice on on uh, their future path into photography? Very general question, I realize, but you can sh- you can throw us anything that comes to mind. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, I worked at a farm in Italy right after college as like an internship sort of deal. And, um, the woman who was kind of in charge, I remember this, I don't remember the whole context of the conversation, but I remember her talking about like her cousin in business and blah, blah, blah. And like all these people who had like been shady and people who make a ton of money or lose a ton of money based on like trying to run shady businesses. And she was like, I'll promise you like this is the one thing that I know is true that if you are like honest and doing like good work that you believe in and like you consistently do that, that like good things come to you that like you will be successful because people see through like the shadiness or the dishonesty or the bullshit that you're trying to sell that like if you are just like you and consistent, then that will attract good things. This is like kind of sounding like the secret now that I'm packaging it up into words, but it's, 
I just felt like from the beginning, like I'm going to cook this way that I cook at home. I'm going to share it with people. I'm going to write as vulnerably as I can. I'm going to like, whether that's on social media or the blog or in books, like I'm going to be as effusive as I am in my regular life. And then like, I hope that that attracts the right people and therefore success. And I think I've always thought that since the beginning is it's like, there's trends and there's things that like you start to feel pressure from what you see, like of how to do it right, quote unquote. But I think if you just stick to like what you feel like is good and true for you and you are consistent with that, people can see and smell authenticity. I can at least that I feel like you just have to stick to like what is you and good and not, I don't know, try to complicate it. Um. So I, I'm going to try not to ramble on this because this is essentially like what our presentation is about. So okay. <laughs> um, hopefully to and have some value when we're up on stage, um, I'm not going to give away everything we've been working on. Um, but I think kind of just to, again, piggyback off of Sarah's answer um, and this going back to the early years of my wedding photography business, um, I remember so much of my drive then like my, my focus and my goal was just to like do like make cool pictures like not even necessarily for my clients um which i mean i think there's there's a detraction right there but that's for another time and place and conversation but um but yeah i think that that was what i was that was what i wanted to do i just want to make really cool pictures um make them interesting to myself so i think that um you can get it's so easy now especially with how complicated things can be it's so easy to get distracted by the instagram algorithm and a social media uh strategy that will springboard you onto the next level and that sort of thing and there's so many different things you can do when it comes to photography like like sarah's saying like if you're doing good work if you're making images you're proud of they're going to resonate whether it's with a broad audience or not they will resonate and you will find fulfillment in making work that you're proud of so um strip strip things down like don't worry about all of the excess stuff until you're proud of the work you're making or um or feel like you're going in the direction to be proud of the work you're making so yeah do good work do good work be yourself <laughs> Sarah and you. Thank you so yeah. much. Okay, thank then you so out. much, you guys. Enjoy the rest of your uh, what are we Tuesday? And thank you. Yeah, thanks for taking taking the time to chat, and we can't wait to see you in Sweden. Yes, of course. excited. Okay. All right, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys.
Hello, my name is Erin Bishop. I'm a wedding planner from Vancouver, Canada and the event planner for Way Up North. And this season, I have the privilege of interviewing our speakers for the Way Up North podcast. And today we're going to be speaking to Sarah and Hugh Forte, who have a lot going on beyond the fact that Hugh, you know, shoots weddings. They also run a very successful food blog together, have created two small humans together. Um, a lot on the go, and we're just going to hear a bit about, uh, you know, what it's like for them to live together, be a family, work together, and sort of how they approach managing life. So let's have at her. Hello, and welcome to the Way Up North podcast. My name is Erin Bishop. I'm a wedding planner and the event planner for Way Up North. Um, today, we're going to be chatting with Hugh and Sarah Forte, who, um, beyond Hugh, you know, being a wedding photographer, they also run a successful food blog and have their hands in a lot of pots, including being parents. So we're going to hear from them a little bit about, you know, managing life and working together and being a family and all that comes along with it. So thanks for being with us and let's get into it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 